and welcome to the Badass and Business Show, the show where we help you with your inner game and your outer game, teaching you how to really own your inner badass and then share strategies with you to badass your business. In other words, get badassified. This is Annette Piper, the Badass Business Chick, and your host for the show. And I'm really excited today. We have another badass show on hand. We have Bree Seeley on the show today, and I can't wait to hear what she has to share. Bree Seeley is a born catalyst and natural truth teller with a history in counseling, psychology, and entrepreneurship. Despite her two degrees in fashion design, she was unknowingly taken down the path of healing and transforming lives as a coach and hypnotherapist through a series of accidents, coincidences, and divine guidance. She combines a lifetime of experience, psychological concepts, hypnotherapy, and universal laws with over a decade of entrepreneurship, coaching, and counseling expertise to catalyze your personal revolution. Her specialty is in truly helping you give yourself permission to leap and activate your soul's path. Bree's best-selling book, Permission to Leap, is available on Amazon, and you may have seen her on NBC's The Today Show, Forbes, Thrive Global, Medium, New Day Northwest, and Huffington Post. Wow, welcome to the show, Bree. Hi, Annette. Thanks for having me. Oh, that is awesome what you've been able to accomplish. So share a little bit more about you and your story, your life, your business, what you're passionate about. Just share a little bit more about Bree. Yeah, I was, you know, taken on my journey, I think, at a very young age. I used to help my mom train her employees when I was very little, uh, help them count cash from the cash register at the end of the night, trained her employees about how to use the cash register and restocking and all sorts of stuff. So I feel like this was kind of uh, bred into me at a very young age unknowingly. My mother did not try to make me an entrepreneur. In fact, if you asked her, I feel like she'd say her life would be easier if I wasn't an entrepreneur. But uh, I just kind of fell in love with teaching and training people at a young age, ran the family business, you know, starting in high school, and then went off to college and thought it would be a good idea to major in fashion design. Uh, that was my first entrepreneurial venture was I had my own fashion label and it went very well. I had a lot of great success with it and it stopped lighting me up. Uh, and I always said that, you know, it's fashion, right? Like it's supposed to be lighthearted. It's just, it's just clothes, right? But, the, and I, I loved the artistry of it, but I, I said from a very, the very beginning, if I stopped having fun, then I was out. And about eight years into that business, I stopped having fun. And it got to be more of a burden than a joy. And in 2015, I was in a meditation where I got a very clear uh, message to walk away and shut it down. And I did. I blindly left. I had nothing planned. I had no anticipated income. I had no view of what my future would look like or where I was going uh, there had been a few little hints leading up to that point, but I had no idea. And very shortly after I closed my brand, I realized that people had been asking me to help them create in their lives what I had created in my life. 
And by that, they did not mean fashion brands. They meant essentially how exactly what I do now. How do I turn my passion into a business? How do I say yes to, you know, this scary thing that's in front of me without knowing how it's going to turn out? And so I started helping people take leaps of faith in about 2015 and have been going gangbusters ever since. My business has shifted a little bit, as things do, um, but I have gotten the chance for the last three years to train thousands of people around the world and help a lot of people create a lot of really cool things for their lives, and it just continues to keep going. I love that story, and, you know, it, it is a big leap to go from, uh, you know, a place of maybe secure income uh to live your passion. I know that something similar happened to me. I was working in the semiconductor industry and I was making good money. I've been there for 21 years and it's like how do I make this shift into coaching because I knew that was a direction I wanted to go and get out of the corporate world and um I said a prayer one day and the next day I went in and they told me they'd eliminated my job. Offer me a layoff or a demotion. I took the layoff because I thought it was the answer to the prayer, and I left, and I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> no totally. Idea. And part of my story that I cut out from there was that while I was building my fashion brand, I also had a day job. So for eight years of me building my fashion brand, I was a vocational rehabilitation counselor, which is a job that I hated from the day I said yes to it. In fact, I actually turned it down three times before I decided to pursue it or to say yes to it. And I knew that I didn't want it, uh, but the money was really good, <laughs> the golden handcuffs. And it allowed me to learn as an entrepreneur, essentially while someone else was funding my life, which was great. It was a really great opportunity. And looking back on it now, and, and I'm sure you could probably say the same, is that even though that wasn't what I wanted to be doing, I used the skills from that job in coaching every single day. Like everything that I was doing as a vocational rehabilitation counselor is stuff that I now get to apply in my business. The only difference is I was subcontracting with the state and I was like literally under Washington state laws. My job was very well defined and I could not exceed serving people past the parameters of what was written into the law book. Now as a coach, I get to serve people in whatever capacity and whatever level I want to, which is cool. I get the freedom to explore it on a deeper level and serve people on a deeper level. Um, and without having had that full-time job, I don't know if I'd be here talking to you right now. So I love talking about this idea of like the journey and walking your soul's path because a lot of people want to get straight to the like good stuff right? They want to get straight to the like coaching part of the story. And it's like, yes. And if my 20 years leading up to this point hadn't have happened, I don't know if I'd be where I am. So yes, the day job stuff is, is hard and it sucks. And I have a lot of people, I just got an Instagram message that was like, help me find peace with my job that I can leave it. And uh, it's right. not something that people get to like, just gloss over we don't get to escape that part of our journey it is part of our journey and it's going to be the catalyst for what helps you onto the next leg of your journey as well right and it's always that uh there's that quote out there to me 15 years or 20 years to become an overnight success 
It yep. is a journey, and you go through a lot. You don't just instantly become known and become successful. I mean, there may be some people that have that, but there there was some path that they followed to even get to the point to step forward and, as you say, take some kind of a leap in order yep. to uh, live their soul's purpose. And I know you you said something about activating their soul's path. So what do you mean by that? What's your definition of that when you uh, talk to people about activating their soul path? Yeah, most people that I talk to are not living their soul's path, and they're they're more living a life of shoulds. So in our culture, in our society, when we grow up, people are told what what's acceptable. You know, what's acceptable to go to college, to get certain kinds of jobs, to make a certain amount of money, to look a certain way, to have, you know, to have a certain job title on your resume or your business cards or whatever. And what I've found is that most people following that path reach a point at, at some point where they're miserable, where they just can't go on any longer because the things that they've said yes to uh, are not in alignment with who they are. And so most people that I encounter are at that pivotal stage where they're kind of at a crossroads between, you know, do I go to the left where my path has been and just continue down this trajectory of misery because society says I should, or do I venture down my soul's path and actually learn who I am, what's important to me, what makes me happy, and why I'm on this planet to be of service, like, how am I here to be of service to the world? And so most of the people I meet are at that, that crossroads where they're ready to walk away from that path of should that this, our society and the world and most likely our parents and our communities have told us is the quote-unquote acceptable way. And they're ready to figure out who they actually are because most times who people actually are on the inside is radically different than the lives that we're told we should be living. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I, you know, when I'm coaching and teaching people and helping them set up their business, I call it their soul's purpose and understanding what that is. So um, I love the different ways that we define that journey of the soul and following what it is that truly is important to us and how we can make an impact in the world. And I know a lot of people think that that impact has to be huge, but sometimes that impact is being a good neighbor. Sometimes that mm-hmm. impact is is just uh, being a good parent. Yet, unless you're willing to do the inner work, and uh, as far as I'm concerned, hire some kind of coach to guide you through the process, you never get there. It's it's a challenge to get there without some, some guidance, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I really stress for people about that is that there's no one-size-fits-all approach to this, which is why I think so many people are in misery right now is because we've been told that there is one way to success in our lives. You know, it looks looks like going to college. It looks like finding a partner. It looks like getting married and having kids and having a job and doing this and doing that. And, like, that's the only way to success. And the thing about, you know, the soul's purpose and the soul's path is that it might look like you being a phenomenal mom. It might look like you walking the corporate path. It might look like you starting your own business. It might look like you running for office. 
it might look like you just running for PTA. Like we, no one knows except you. And so that's really what my passion is and what my mission is, is it's my job is not to tell you what your soul's path is. My job is to help you uncover what it is within yourself because no one has the answers for what your life could look like except you. And it's already within you. It's just a matter of dusting it off, um, getting connected with it and allowing it to, to bloom within you so that it can bloom outside of you as well. Right. And what I find, and maybe you find this too, is, uh, and this I've truly found this within myself and with clients I've worked with, is that as you learn and grow, your soul's path evolves as well. So yeah. you're not just stuck on this first place that you define as your soul path. It's, as you grow and change and evolve, your soul's path is going to change and evolve. So one day totally. you might your soul's path might be to be a coach, and then next thing you know you're stepping into running for office or – uh, you know, stepping into caretaking a parent or uh, having a family, which maybe that wasn't on your your first trajectory that you thought was where you were going, but as you evolved, things changed. Well, and that's exactly, you know, I remember saying to my mom, if I don't have fashion, I don't have a purpose. Like, that's my, that is my, this is the rest of my life is my fashion brand. You know, fast forward a year and a half after that, I had closed my fashion brand and I couldn't have seen at that point what was coming and what was ahead of me. I clearly was open to it. Otherwise I wouldn't have been able to see it at all. But I, you know, we evolve. This is the other thing that's really shifting within our culture is that so many people were told, well, you get one job and you keep that job for your entire life. I know like my grandfather was with the same company for his entire career. And that was it. That's just what you did. Now, our lives are so malleable and, and things are changing so quickly in the world around us within ourselves. And you have to go through the beginning part of your journey in order to get to the middle part and the end part, right? Like it's all, you, you have to go through the different stages of it and it is going to change. It's actually absolutely going to evolve. And the other thing I see a lot, too, is a lot of people hold on to what has been too long because they're afraid to make the change. So, like, had I been too afraid to let go of my fashion brand and open up into coaching, I would be miserable. In fact, I was miserable. I think I actually did hold on to it for too long and divine timing. It, it all unfolded perfectly. But what I see is a lot of people aren't willing or aren't open enough to take the next step in their journey because they're so afraid of letting go of what the last step of their journey has been. Exactly. And and really we become so familiar with where we're at. We we don't want to step out of I, I don't like to call it the comfort zone because a lot of times we're totally uncomfortable there. But it's more the right. familiar zone and so we don't want to stretch ourselves out of what's familiar that old saying the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know and so mm -hmm. people just get stuck in their in their um, familiar zone and don't want to leave uh, that that place that they know totally and so I, I love that you um, have this whole concept of permission to leap yes that was that so my book came through me last year that that's, you know, the title of my book. And 
um, I very much say like, yes, I, I was the physical being that wrote it, but it's not mine. I, I channeled and meditated most of that book. And, um, I think it's really important right now. I've been seeing a lot of information out there about people taking leaps of faith. And I think it's, it's a lot of the energy that our world is moving into right now is that it's necessary for people to be doing these things that are different and are unfamiliar and are a little bit scary because the world needs it right now. There's so much change happening and so much change that still needs to happen in our world um, that I, I feel grateful every day to be able to help people taking those leaps because I know how scary they are. I've been taking leaps of faith since I was 14, doing just crazy stuff that people still think I'm crazy for having done, you know, 20 some years later. And I continue, I'm right now just went this past weekend and picked up everything I own from Los Angeles, put it in a storage unit in Minneapolis. And next year I'm moving to New York city. Like these are the things that the world is calling for us to really be in alignment and to really be following our soul's path. Living in New York is something I've wanted for 30 years. And I finally had a moment this year where I'm like, I cannot wait any longer. I've got to take this leap. And so many people are experiencing that call right now. And I feel like my job is to help make it easier for them so that they actually say yes to that call instead of ignoring it for another year, two years, five years, decade or more. I love that. I love that so much. And just uh, how exciting for you. Yeah. <laughs> so you you coach businesses and I coach businesses. And sometimes people get stuck in taking action in their businesses. Like they know what they need to be doing, um, but they, they don't get into that action phase. How do you recommend that people do this to create the best results? So my, my invitation is always, what kind of action are you taking? Because for me, there's two kinds of action. Just like I was talking about earlier, there's two kinds of paths. Are you taking actions that you think you should be taking? Or are you taking actions that are inspired, that are your actions, that are the unique things that are going to help you move the needle forward in your life? Because the one thing that really gets me about the industry is, and, and people in general just want answers. Just tell me how to do it. I don't, know how, I, I don't know how to walk your path. I know how to walk my path. I know how to teach people to walk their paths, but I don't know how to walk your path because it's not my path. So for me, it's more about, it's less about taking blind action or having someone say, here's the five steps you need to take in order to succeed with this. And more about turning inward and connecting with what are the aligned actions that I could take that could help me create the results that I want in the world. Because how I've created my coaching business is drastically different than how you've created your coaching business. And had you tried to take the actions that I took and had I tried to take the actions that you took, both of us would have failed. My actions are unique to me. Your actions are unique to you. Yes, other people can glean inspiration from actions that are around them, but if they're feeling resistance to an action, my question is always, is it because it's the wrong action and it's not your action, or is it because it's the right action and you're just feeling a little fear around it and your psyche, your ego, wants to keep you in that comfort familiarity zone that we were talking about before? 
Because if, it, if it's just resistance and your ego just wants to keep you in your comfort and your familiarity, then it's about overcoming that and taking the action. If it's the wrong action in the first place, rip up your to-do list and get connected, meditate, find some inspiration, and take action from that place instead. Exactly. And, you know, I just um, had a meeting with one of my coaching clients, and we were talking about different ways for her to track her sales calls. And so we were talking about Excel spreadsheets, CRMs. I sent her some examples. And she resisted, 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 and discovered that she does better with handwriting things and tracking it through a notebook. And so when she showed me that, I didn't say, oh, no, 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 you got to have it online, you got to have a spreadsheet. You gotta... It's like, well, if that's what works for you, then use that yep. system, right? Because yep. it, it, what works for me isn't necessarily going to work for someone else. And you've got to have that flexibility in coaching to let your clients uh, discover what is their best route or their best path to get results. Yeah, and I really think, too, it's about one of the biggest questions I ask my clients is, like, what do you need? Because a lot of times we're, we are taught in our school systems to just be sheep and to just do what we're told. And we're not taught to turn within and really get to know ourselves. What works best for me? I personally hand wrote my entire book. People can't believe it. They're like, why didn't you just type it? It's easier. Because the, the energy doesn't flow through me when I'm on my keyboard. I have to handwrite it, and then I transcribe it. That's what works for me. And I know myself well enough to know that that's what works. Instead of sitting at my computer for the two-week two time frame I had to write my book with writer's block the whole time. I knew that that wouldn't work, and so I did what works because I know myself well enough. And so it is totally about that inner inquisition, like you just mentioned, of what what works best for you. You know yourself well enough. You should be able to know, oh, I actually freeze up when I do Excel spreadsheets. That method isn't, isn't really going to be great for me. What could I do instead? It's so, so, so important to have that unique thumbprint um, because otherwise you're just going to constantly be fighting yourself and be in misery in your business, which is not why we become entrepreneurs in the first place. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So what is your biggest tip for becoming badass in business? Ooh, that is a great question. I mean, kind of similar in a similar vein that I've been talking about, you know, my biggest tip to anyone, honestly, is to meditate and create space in their life. Uh, for me, what I've found is that it allows me to connect with myself. And that, that space of quiet gives me the opportunity to just listen and be in a place of receptivity instead of be pushing so hard. You know, a lot of business and entrepreneurship and being badass is about this, like, just make it happen and force it and push it and hustle and all this stuff. And that to me has actually created negative results in my business. So, you know, my biggest invitation to people is to slow down, to listen, to receive, and to meditate. And I love that. And, you know, to me, that's what being badass in business is all about is you got to get the inner game going. And that inner game yep. means 
you know, knowing who you are, connecting with yourself, knowing what your your soul's path or your soul purpose is, and then figuring out what's going to work best for you. And I know there's a lot of people that, you know, they, they have a hard time with the idea of sitting down and meditating. So, you know, as an alternative, one thing that works for me when I, I need to move my body is just going for a walk in a park and leave your headphones and your phone and everything behind and just, you know, be with yourself in nature and and walk and just let the creative thoughts come to you, let the ideas come to you, kind of make it a, a moving meditation if you have a hard time sitting. So there's many ways to meditate, and sometimes that works for uh, me to take a walk instead of sit. I do. I probably do a combination of both. But there's so many different ways to open yourself up to that inner uh, inner soul inspiration. Get those downloads so that you can walk your unique path. Totally. Yeah, I, I agree. I actually put out a video back in February that was called So You Think You Can't Meditate? Because I get this a lot, too, that people are like, oh, I just can't meditate. You can meditate. You just have to find what works for you. Again, going back to the same conversation, you know, when I first started meditating, it wasn't sitting still with no music on uh, for an hour. It was guided meditations. That's how I got started meditating because it was easier for me to tune in when I was listening to someone else's voice guide me to that place. Now I've done it so much, I can guide myself there and I don't need to do a guided meditation. I still do guided meditations periodically. I love full moon and new moon guided meditations. They're amazing. And I, you know, I've practiced so much that I'm able to, if I just have five minutes, you know, set my alarm on my watch and just close my eyes for five minutes and and get into that space. But that's not where I started. So if you're having problems meditating, Try a bunch of different things. Try a moving meditation. Try a guided meditation. Try, you know, all there's all sorts of transcendental. There's so many different ways that you can meditate. You absolutely can meditate. You just have to find what works best for you. Right. And I, I think sometimes we have a uh, a mindset around meditation that when we're in that meditative state, that's when we get all of the downloads. But for me, I get the downloads after the meditation. I get the downloads Mm. after I've closed my eyes and I've allowed myself to settle and open to receptivity and not be in that constant doing state. Then when I come out of the meditation, I'm in the shower or, you know, I'm putting on my makeup or cooking my breakfast or whatever. Then all of a sudden it's like, bing, bang, boom, I get all these ideas and and downloads coming at me that uh, are brilliant. Yet, I, if I would have been in this stress-doing state and not taken that time to quiet the mind and be open, then I probably wouldn't have even uh, been in a space to receive that information. Yeah, I love that. Mine's a combination. I will get some pop-ups during meditation, but also I get a lot of pop-ups when I'm driving or when I'm in the shower or like they come other places, but I totally agree that the act of creating that space doesn't mean the downloads come in that space, but just being open to having the information come to you means that it will, you know, materialize at some point. 
um, that's super cool. Well, I love it. And, you know, I usually ask what advice you give to entrepreneurs, and I think you kind of gave that in your biggest tip for a badass business. But is there <laughs> any thought that you'd like to live uh, leave with the audience? One thing for, especially for entrepreneurs, but really for anyone in general, is I always invite people to explore within themselves their own personal definition of success. Because what I find is that a lot of people are living other people's definitions of success. And if you're constantly playing by someone else's rules, it's going to catch up with you at some point. And you're going to realize that you're actually not very happy or that this is not the life that you want to be living or um, that you just need to make some big change in your life. And the sooner that you can start realizing what your definition of success is, the sooner you can start creating it instead of just blindly moving forward doing all the things that you should be doing to to be happy. I just had a client who signed up with me who told me, she's like, I had convinced myself that when I reached that six-figure salary that everything would change and that life would just miraculously get better and I'd fall in love with my job and all this stuff. And she's like, I got there and I looked around and was like, this is it. She's like, and I realized that the six figures didn't matter. I hated my job. And this was a job she'd you know, been building for over a decade. And she, she just quit the job and started her own thing because she's like, I would rather be a little bit in the discomfort of the unknown, creating something for myself, than be miserable for the rest of my life and wonder what if. I love that. I love that. So, you know, Bree, it's been great having you on the show today. I love the wisdom and information that you've shared. So thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. I've had a great, great chat with you. I really enjoyed it. And I know you have a special offer for our listeners. So do you want to share that with us? Yeah. So in the vein of meditation and, you know, creating your future, one of my most popular meditations is called the future self meditation, where you literally get to go and meet your future self and ask her questions and, you know, talk to her about whatever it is that you want answers about. Uh, it's a really great meditation, and so I, I offer it to fr- for free to people because I, it's just such a powerful meditation. So it's available at meditation.breecealy.com. Wow, that's powerful. I may just have to download that for myself as well because I it's love so fun. hearing someone else's voice beside my own. I have guided meditations I've recorded for myself, but sometimes it's nice to listen to somebody else besides myself. <laughs> It's so funny. So, I can't do my future self meditation. I've done other people's, but yeah, I can't do my own. It's hilarious. I'm kind of the same way. <laughs> yeah, it is funny. And where else can our listeners find more information about you and your company? Do you have a website or somewhere else that they could go as well? Yeah, probably. The, uh, my website has all my offerings on it. It's my name, com. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. I'm pretty much the only Bree Seeley on the Internet. So uh, look me up, connect with me. I love talking to people, hearing about their leaps of faith and their soul's paths. Um, so look me up, and I can't wait to connect with you. Well, great. And uh, once again, thank you for being on the Badass in Business show. And everyone, Bree's information and links will be in the podcast notes. And remember to share the podcast with other badass business owners. 
Check out my new e-learning center at badassinbusinessacademy.com. And you can also find me at annettepiper.com. And remember to spell Piper, P-I-E, just like the yummy dessert. Go out and make it a badass day. Namaste. Namaste.